Hi there, welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with your host Pete Pascoe. We're going to go back in time to 1988. Um, this is the great thing about being a songwriter. You get to be a time traveller. Want to do some time travelling with me? You're in the right place. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been here before. You know what to expect. If you're new here, thank you for having a bit of a snoop. Um, yeah, Pete Pascoe, I live in Melbourne, Australia. Um, I find myself in 2022... 2023, Gordon Bennett, 2023, Peter, with about 800 songs up my sleeve, uh, some of which have found them their ways out into about 14 albums, five albums on the go, um, loving it all, a musician and artist. And on this podcast, I aim to put you in the shoes of a songwriter. I'd like you to understand how it feels a little bit, explain some of how, I'm not going to tell you how to write a song, but it's how I write a song. And if you're here as a songwriter, getting some ideas, great, welcome aboard, that's so cool. Uh, if you have no idea whatsoever about, ever about the theory of music, that's okay, you're not alone, and you are welcome here. It's as if I'm on a stage with my piano, and um, I'm just really enjoying doing the entertaining thing and having some fun and yeah as well as the entertainment there is things i'm sharing and it is such good fun okay let's roll the music all right this is episode 148 can't believe it all right it's such good fun on last week's episode where love is part i completely forgot i was gonna add in uh, a very old demo of the song i i, I played a version live and that's what i'm going to do today but i completely forgot and uh so this this episode i have found an old demo of the song and uh yes man in the mountain bit of a wild one uh i thought i'd sing and play a version first i've got an idea i'm I'm gonna give that a crack and then i'm what i'm thinking is i'm just gonna roll straight on into the old version as well so this is different you're going to get two versions in a row which i don't normally do sometimes i'll do one and talk a bit and then do the other one near the end but i just got the feeling it might be just kind of fun to do it that way i like to change things up and when i get a feeling to do stuff on this show hey i do it why not i'm the producer i'm gonna have some fun it's in the creative flow um to put you in the picture man in the mountain came when i was uh 1988, I got a job in the snowfields in New Zealand in Whakapapa ski fields in Ruapehu at a place called National Park. And it was great fun. My main job was playing and singing, of course. And I mentioned this on another episode because uh, I wrote a number of songs up there. I set myself the target of one a week, managed that. And I think it maybe one a day, I can't remember, something crazy. Um, broke my finger on the first afternoon, so there I was playing right-handed with four fingers in this quiet restaurant. I'm like, man, that guy's singing so emotional, singing those songs. I was in so much pain. I was about crying with playing. And Yeah, there you go. So look, all fingers working well. Incidentally, that break that I did was a classic break through the thumb where you smack your, your thumb down with a pole on the hard ice and the hard snow. And um, I was just thinking about that about a month ago. I was telling my daughter about it, and there and then that same sort of pain sort of came up. I'm giving that thumb a, a, thumb a little rub now, and I can feel it. And so maybe, you know, you know how we, um, here's a thing that's just struck me. Uh, yeah, we, we carry our wounds in our life, don't we, in our body, and they we sort of partially heal them, and they sort of carry on. Oh, that was a wound of 92. Yeah, that was the cricket ball. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, I don't know what year that was. Um, the old thumb injury, well, hey, you know, and 
a way we, we have wounds in our psyche as well yeah and a great way to get them out get them healed and get them down is to put stuff down on paper get it out before it gets on top of you i find that's what i do with a diary and i find that's what i do with my art books my music books yeah so the diary is different that's just the therapy and the songwriting well hopefully that's a step on and i take it somewhere so here's a reflect of me i had in mind um a man in the mountain they're going slightly nuts up there yeah you're a lot of you're kind of alone up in the mountain and man the stars are bright at night and your your mind starts wandering and yeah, I think it's time to roll the song. Here we go. This is Man in the Mountain Part 1, followed quickly by Part 2, the old demo, which incidentally was uh, recorded in 1988 on four tracks. And, uh, Paul Dredge and I, I was largely responsible for this particular track, but we, we shared a, a few albums. It was learning, finding our way, so <laughs> stand by for the second version. It's, yeah, good fun. Hope you enjoy what's ahead of you. Man in the Mountain, rolling. I lock myself way, I lock myself way, yeah. On the man in the mountain, I have to say things eerie and still. A thousand animals crawl at night like thoughts in my Wild and shining bright And ten they go And feelings tend to remind me Of previous experiences Victorious and futile Feverishly happy Cold and sad Is it the Changing skies that keeps me thinking these thoughts All us locked in love, lost and sit together And still only nights A thousand eyes sinking, a thousand eyes blinking, yeah I'm the man in the mountain, look at me Imagine my thought Cause I'm climbing down soon Catch me when I'm there Yeah, I'm the man in the mountain Catch me when I descend Yeah, I'm the man in the mountain I love you and I can't pretend Mountain, it's a woman in the mountain, he needs her to love. A man in the mountain, it's a woman in the mountain, and has always
thoughts in my mind What a shiny bright Ten times it goes Ten times it goes Feelings tend to remind me I breathe this experience Victorious and futile Feverishly happy Cold and sad Is it the air or the change Look, on reflection, probably saving that particular take till the end of the podcast episode might have been an idea, but ah, look, it's all good fun. Maybe it sprung it too much in terms of a, like, a, like a musical performance sort of a episode, but it was good fun going from one to the other. A um, couple of things about that uh, second version. Yes, yeah, so I just got some new keyboards, and I think I was trying out every sound that I could all at once, quite enjoying myself. Um, <laughs> it was Pretty good fun. I remember Paul Dredge, uh, co-songwriter, buddy, who gets uh, talk about a lot on these podcasts. We've written a lot of songs together. We're actually sharing a house at that stage as well as playing in a band together. And uh, he was out when I was recording this on a four-track. And uh, we did allow ourselves, I think, one take 
vocally <laughs> and maybe another one for the we weren't macking around it was all done in no time at all and Paul drove up and he came in and I never heard him came in I had the headphones and said man what are you doing it sounds like you're killing someone in there mate it was a bit late at night I think you better stop they're the neighbours will be worried <laughs> there's some imagery that sort of comes in there the man in the mountain a bit like the the movie The Shining I think um, Jack Nicholson is here is, is it Johnny I think it's Johnny that sort of imagery sort of comes through. I tell you what. Well, that was exciting um, and pretty funny. The bit of humour in there. Isn't it amazing where a song can be taken when you when you have a song at your fingertips in terms of production? Okay, this particular podcast is about the writing of the song. You've probably gleaned already from some of the lyrics where the songs come from. I was up the mountain, as I saying, and I, I was missing. My lady at the time, and um, so I wrote her a love song. <laughs> did it work? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I locked myself away because I did. I locked myself away. Yeah, I'm the man in the mountain. Establish that, Pete. I have to say things are airy and still at night. That thin air, a thousand animals crawl at night. You can just almost feel them, like thoughts in my mind, wild and shining bright. Intent on their goals, the thoughts of the animals, and their feelings tend to remind me of previous experiences. That's kind of cool. I like that amongst all that. Previous experiences. Meanwhile, on the last episode in Pete's mind, we had it. Yeah, this time we've got thousands of animals crawling it. I wonder this American accent is coming from. It's good fun. I'll go with it. Victorious and futile, feverishly happy, cold and sad. So there, there's a couple of lines for you. Victorious, yes. Futile, no. Feverishly happy, yeah. Cold and sad. So all over the place, all these. And that's a good, not a bad line, I think. It sort of captured the idea of a mind that's it's, it's open and these memories are popping up and thoughts. Are they memories? Are they real? What's real, you know? Is it the air and the changing skies? Because the mountain that changed so quickly, the beautiful blue sky. I remember that sometimes in the, the moon rising up behind as the sun was setting, this beautiful mountain, Ruapehu. Oh, it's a great gig, I tell you that. Or the, you get in the morning, it's just like pea soup, and, and you know it's just snowing up there, good for skiing, good for skiing. And when the snow was falling up there, it was raining down the lower land, so which was still the highlands, and what I do, take off and go trout fishing in the Tongariro River, chasing the mighty rainbows. Did I like it? Yes, I did, Tiger. That keeps me thinking these thoughts, the changing skies, of, here it is, us locked in love, lost at sea, together on still, still moonlit nights. So, although the moon's there, it's a totally different scene I'm thinking of. A thousand worlds sinking, a thousand eyes blinking. Yeah, I'm the man in the mountain. Look at me and imagine my thoughts. Or maybe you don't want to do that. Because uh, I'm climbing down soon. I hope you're there to catch me. Hmm. So, yeah, I realized I'd be coming back to town. I'm wondering how it was going to go. Yeah, I'm the man in the mountains. Just catch me when I descend. I'm the man in the mountains. I love you. And I can't pretend. Easy, Tiger. That the man in the mountain needs a woman in the mountain. He needs her love. Oh, he's a vulnerable man in this guy. Man in the mountain needs a woman in the mountain and has always done. All right, bit of a statement about, pop the book back down there. Love. That's a love song. Yeah, of course it is. That's the wonderful thing about art. I mean, you have to say that in the world of art and love songs, it'd be like an abstract kind of version. Um that manic sort of energy I really, really enjoy. Uh, 
In fact, that's one of the things that bonds uh, Paul and I, Paul Dredge, uh, we've been mates and songwriters together for years, since, you know, in our early 20s when we first met each other and bonded over singing Homeward Bound by Simon Agarfunkel and the Piano Man gig. I mean, that is a long way from Man in the Mountain, is it not? But we both have this sort of zany kind of sense of humour. And when it takes over Paul, he's a sight to behold. And he, he can uh, really cut loose with some pretty funny songs. There's one called Money People, which I wrote the lyrics for. I thought, yeah, yeah this is, I'd say this is Digger. A bit of a David Byrne sort of, uh, yeah, that, that sort of style of, yeah, thing. Um, and I, I unleash it now and then too. You could see it perhaps. Uh, yeah, Money People you could find actually on an album called Righto on our Bandcamp page, my Bandcamp page called Pete Pasco and Co. And uh, there's one uh, mobile phone off the roughest cut. There's a, you can find that on, on the same place or on YouTube. Um, and I sort of leap around my studio here, the green screen, all in one take. And someone actually wrote to me and said, it looks like you're channeling your inner David Byrne there. And I, I love... I love variety in music. As a songwriter, that inspires me. Um, on this podcast, I talk about a lot of things that inspire me. Uh, perhaps I haven't mentioned this enough. Variety. I mean, I, I do all kinds of music like this sort of, you know... I've got four albums of piano music like that that stream very well, so 5,000 CDs. Love that sort of stuff. Uh, love doing the folk rock with Paul Dredge. That's where we sort of meet at the moment. Uh, the rock band, Pete Pasco and the Patient Hum here in Melbourne. We sort of cut loose, a bit more edgy. It's still melodic rock. It's, I guess, new young, crowded, housey sort of style. So, yeah, there's variety. And I think that is a good key to keeping things fresh and not, you know, Putting yourself down into one sort of genre. You can if you want to, that's fine. I do find it frustrating when people ask me what sort of songs I write. And I say, well, a few genres. And, and it can lead to issues with branding and probably should have different websites for everything I do. But that's a whole another story. This is about the creative process. And I just wanted to point out that I think it's not a bad idea to do a variety of songs, primarily because you can free to see where the music takes you so had those words written down wrote them at night yeah <laughs> dark night in the mountain and then i sort of picked them out a rainy day all right rainy day can't be bothered going trout fishing today but windy i'm gonna write songs today i've got about five or six shuffling through them what's this man in the mountain what's this about oh yeah remember that all right so i got myself this new keyboard and i came up with this sort of synthy sound i wonder if i can find this isn't the keyboard but i wonder if i can find on here something similar two ticks nah oh maybe that one nah but so that's the sort of sound i wrote it with you could sort of hear some of that And the thing about it is, the thing that's good about that sort of sound is you sort of get a bit of bass happening. And a bit of chord. And then the lead. Which was something like that. Um, so I wrote the song there and then in about five seconds flat and I thought, no, what did I think? That's kind of weird. That's <laughs> what I thought. I left it alone and then brought it out for the four tracking. Where did that music come from? The sound 
the sound of the keyboard got me going, yeah? Let's face it, if I'd brought it up on the piano, I probably wouldn't have come up with that sort of song. But I wanted to get that. Could probably do some guitar in there for sure, you know, and a real bass player, that'd be nice. Um, once I got the groove happening, because the groove, just sort of sang with it, yeah? Lock myself away, lock myself away, yeah. And the man in the mountain, I have to say things are eerie and still. And I carried on. A thousand animals crawl all night like thoughts in my mind. So it's that sort of song, just singing along with the groove. And what am I singing? Where does the melody come from? Come from? That's dictated by the chord. It's spooky. We can break it up. Like that in a minor scale. Um. Oh, yeah. And I'd flatten that seventh a lot. was good fun i can tell you that i'm just going back to my piano now but you get the idea that was this it was, it was totally an energy based song yeah quite different to some of the quiet reflective songs that you've heard on the podcast episodes by me today although i have mixed it up and uh i think it's good to keep surprising you all um when you do tune in in fact i'd just like to say take a break for a moment look thanks so much for tuning in hope you're enjoying proceedings if it's your first time as i say you're so welcome and i hope you're enjoying the episode as much as i am man in the mountain all right so back to that melody now we'll say you're sort of jamming over the top of a g minor and and you you sing in harmony with it yeah and you, you just you just throw your voice up and see what happens and the 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 rhythmic phrasing of the lyrics i find really tends to take care of itself and i think perhaps i i really enjoy writing songs this way this way i do it all instinctively um for better or worse and and i think what happens in it sounds natural and again you know, this sort of thing a song you can definitely do uh, something more there quite dreamy rather than the manic so going back to that sort of dreamier version it's nice just sort of twiddling away on the piano i did enjoy 
I really enjoyed that, uh, that night, those nights playing in the restaurant. It was a small restaurant where I played. I was hired to be the entertainment for a restaurant, I should say that, up front. And I have mentioned it before, but the first night I just plugged the keyboards and finally got it all set up in that moment. I was singing and playing. I seemed to feel like someone was watching me. I turned around. There was Marshall Gebby, the owner of the place, the builder, the manager, the head chef and bottle washer. He was everything. It was, it was really his show, and he hired a musician every winter, much to his credit. He looked around the corner from the kitchen. He had this twinkle in his eye, and he, he just, perhaps this song's about Marshall. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's an interesting character, real interesting character from Western Australia. Um, and he said, oh, this is going to be a fantastic winter, something like that. He loved the keyboards. And um, it was funny, I did answer the ad a week earlier. It said, no phone calls before this date. So I promptly rang it straight away. <laughs> what do you ring me now for? You said, not for a week. I said, dude, I really could do with a job. I'm, I'm a keyboard player. You're a keyboard player after a key guitarist. I said, well, yeah, but I, I, look, I'm leaving my band and I, I, I need a... Oh, okay, all right, well, yep, okay. And the, uh, there's something about the phone call... Um, I think he was kind of trying me out, I think, a little bit in a real, real character. And um, I, I didn't back down too much. I met him, and I think he appreciated that. Anyway, I remember him picking me up in the, the red van, and night had fallen. He was about an hour late, and there I was in Palmerston North thinking, what the heck am I doing? I'm about to jump in a van with someone I've never met, taking off, and, oh, it's only three months of my life, look, Go on, get out there and live at Pasco. That's what I was thinking. I had been an exchange student, uh, American Field Service, very, very lucky at the year oh, 1983 to 84. As a 17-year-old, off to America, living with a marvellous family, the Park family, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And that was, well, I survived a year, a million miles away from uh, New Zealand. I can, here I can get up the mountain. And Anyway, Marshall pulled up, and away we went. Off into the wild blue yonder, yeah. It was a good gig, a fun gig that led to a lot of songs. I think 50 songs it was in the end, yeah. And um, it leads me to the word commitment. I've, you know, committed also comes to mind with this particular song, but commitment uh, and a songwriting thing. Um, these songs just don't happen by themselves, up to about 800 now in 2022. And I, there was never a day, again, a madman would just say, I'm going to write 800, 800 songs. Only a madman would say that, really. Um, and look, it's just something I love doing. What pushes you on? What makes, the, makes you make that sort of commitment? Absolutely one word, passion. And passion is all about feeling, yeah? And when, you, when you're feeling it, difficult to put it down, I tell you. It still is. I'm, I'm itching to get out the studio where I am now and do some more recording on albums I'm working on now it's all good fun anyway look back to the topic at hand which is man in the mountain I see it's um, song number 76 and it's sort of these songs really marked a change in style um, flicking through the pages here yeah and, and they really were dictated by the fact I didn't have my have my electric piano set up in the restaurant and I took my keyboard home at night to the, the little room I had, the little cabin, and so wrote songs on the keyboard. So there's the thing. Um, what your gear 
to a degree can really dictate the sort of songs that you write. Like if you're writing on a ukulele, chances are you're not going to come up with Man in the Mountain, ditto if you're writing on a harp. You know, it's it's, a, it's not a bad idea just to try and change things up. I ideally wish I played the guitar, to be honest. It'd be great, but I'm very fortunate to have people like Paul and um, Neil Sims and Ants Reed from the, the Patient Hum guys to bring the guitar element into my music because I really enjoy the guitar sort of sounds. That's what I really envisaged for The Man in the Mountain. Um, perhaps it needs to be done one day, a real guitar version. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it to the band and, and see what they think. Maybe they'll think it's fun. Maybe they'll think I'm completely mad. They'll probably think that already. <laughs> the zany sort of side of things are the same. Well, look, in actual fact, I think we're nearly there, aren't we? Man in the Mountain, it's sort of... There's not a lot to say when, it look, when you look at the lyrics other than it was sort of a stream of consciousness writing what comes off the pen and not being afraid of what comes off your pen. There you go. I think that's a big takeaway from tonight. Yeah, it might be fair enough to be... <laughs> my wife's sitting I'm being afraid of what comes off this guy's pen here. But, um, yeah, it's a very freeing thing for your your life i think your art your art is an expression of yourself and and if you're fully committed and you're passionate in your art that sets yourself free in your working days and how about you go how you go about your business and your relationships and all that because i think you're presenting to the world the real you and um i think it's a it's a great Thing about the arts and I think I think it's why we need to value the arts and music and, and give it all the support because I think the arts are leading the way you know I think it's just a reflection of what's going on I think you know you get get these new bands and everyone goes wow what a great new band like you two came along wow they were great and REM and you know, Crowded House or Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all these brilliant Neil Young and Bob Dylan and wow I mean those people brilliant brilliant people anyway it's great to be doing my bit i'm doing the best i can loving the music i write and record if you're liking what you're hearing here yep there's a stack more online you can just go pete pasco music or you know whatever you want to do in google and have a look uh i'd love you to sign up for my email list that'd be just fantastic what do you get a weekly installment of a bit of art and cartoons and links to music and you know gigs and record albums coming up all that kind of stuff so yes i am fully engaged in the mountain and <laughs> the mountain i'm engaged in the mountain tonight all right on that note i think it's just best i get out of here um i hope you have a fantastic week and i'm looking forward to next week's podcast episode already this is pete pasco signing out bye bye <laughs>